Indra was like a teen or whatever when he was. I guess if Indra was a I teen, mean, he, was, he was the. He was wait probably a second. also a teen. They were around the same age. Probably, yeah. Blah. Like, <laughs> gross. No thanks. Hello and welcome to Hour the Hundred Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25-year-old actor and drama instructor. I like rooting anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Um, so our fun fact of this episode is going to be, if you could have a secret tunnel to anywhere, where would you want your secret tunnel to go? And I guess, like... I feel like I answer all these questions, like, very similarly, but I would want the secret tunnel to go, like, from, like, the outside of Magic Kingdom to the inside of Magic Kingdom. I believe that there are secret tunnels. I just don't have access to them, and (laughs) I would like to have access to them. And I also want, um, part of that is also that I would have a magic band that would then work for me to actually go on things. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So it would just go from, like, the which whichever hotel is your favorite like yeah, directly yeah. into magic kingdom yeah nice and my name is samantha coley i'm a 27 year old marketing coordinator and television critic i'm a senior writer and the social media specialist at telltale tv uh i like over 40s otps and making playlists i'm on twitter at sam casey's where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses uh if i had a secret tunnel i was thinking that the starting point had to be our house Mm. So I was going to say I would like a secret tunnel with, like, a super fast train to take me to Disneyland. Right. Just straight down the Pacific coastline. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to leave that as my answer because I didn't think about it beyond that. Okay. But I like I like your answer better, I think. Today we have words to say about episode 709 of The 100, The Flock. So, um, basically this is supposed to be, like, a sheep thing. Mm-hmm. Like, people... Sheep, shepherd, flock. Yeah, herd. like, following people. And I think we've got sheep in both storylines. You know, we have the faithful with the primes, and then we also have um, the disciples with the shepherd. Yes. Uh, okay, so really quickly, let's go to thoughts from listeners. Got a couple things this time. So, um, on SoundCloud, my mom gave us a couple of things to think about. Um, she said, I thought the suit Amori had ripped was because of the fight with the grounders that attacked them, but I think it would be much cooler if it ripped because of what happened 96 years earlier. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess they did give a reason as to why it ripped, but, um, I wish they secretly hadn't. Although, however, <laughs> then we would have, in season four, been like, what the heck? What did it rip all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom also said that she thinks that Titus did have the journal and gave it to Clark who gave it to Raven, but she does believe that Becca had hidden the journal in her silver nightblood case, so it was probably found there by Callie. I think Reese had it at the end of... Wait, where was it? I don't remember. Wait, where was what? The Becca's journal? Reese had it, right? It's unclear, because he he found it before they took her outside, but it's unclear whether or not Callie got it back. Right. So... So at some point, we know she gets it back because it becomes part of the Flame Keeper's, like, stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, at some point, goes into the silver nightblood case. And she needs to know about it. She de- <sighs> I don't know, maybe she got it back from Reese, but it, the damage was done and he had to, he already knew that they had to kill Becca. Yeah, right. Um, and then lastly, she said, I got the feeling that Gabriel was leading Clark's responses a little. The look on his face and the way he talked about the flame being the key, it just felt like he was asking Clark to just go with him here, and I feel like she got the message. I totally missed that, and um, I feel like that warms me up to Gabriel a little bit more because I was upset with him. <laughs> For, like, getting everybody captured. Yeah. Even though they, when they got up there, they were like, oh, thanks, Gabriel. And I'm like, well, still, though. 
I was like, still, now you're, you're part of a cult. Yeah. So, I don't know, but, yeah. Um, and then we also got a comment from Elaine Lott, who said, pretty sure the fake bunker was to prevent all the under-12 plebs from flooding the real bunker. So maybe we got the, the numbers wrong, that, like, all of, like, this is for level 12s. I keep saying I'm gonna go check that episode, and I keep not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I will at some point, and then we can know, but you're probably right, and I'm probably wrong. I mean, either way, these are all the level 12s. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, moving on to Twitter, we got um, a comment from Alice, who is at Alice underscore V underscore Smith, and she said, went on a walk while listening to the latest Aficionados pod, and her current theory is that the show will end with them entering the final secret code into the Anomaly Stone and popping out at Stargate Command, because this is literally all just Stargate. Ah! Can you confirm? Read me that one more time. Uh, my current theory is that the show will end with them entering the final secret code into the Anomaly Stone and popping out at Stargate Command because this is all literally just Stargate. Yeah. Can you- I haven't seen it, so can you- can you- It's Stargate, but bad. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, but yes, basically. Stargate is, uh, an excellent sci-fi series that was on, uh, in the late 90s and early 2000s, uh, where the military has found this- large circle that has symbols on it mm-hmm. and um they don't really know how to use it until somebody come like it comes to life one night when they're they have it like down in this like bunker in utah or something and um it comes to life and aliens come out of it and then they learn how to use it and like go through it and like go to all these other planets and you can literally go like it's the show is literally them just going to other planets and like having like one-off adventures Mm -hmm. yeah this is stargate but the in the bad place (laughs) (laughs) you're right and i'm i can't believe i didn't realize that before wow yep (laughs) so anyway if you're into classic sci-fi and you like this concept of going to other planets via um an ancient technology check out stargate Okay. And then lastly, we got uh, another tweet from our friend Joanna, who is at Veridissima, and she said, I think when Octavia kills Pike, I think her brain was so focused on they no longer needed Pike and she could get revenge that she didn't notice much else, including the flame. It makes sense for a character to not see exactly all the details a viewer does. That's a totally good point. She's basically saying that the reason why they may still think that the flame is in Clark's head at the end of season three is because Octavia wasn't focused on that or like maybe didn't even see she might have been in the room, but she might not not have, like, cared enough because she was so focused on something else that maybe it just wasn't because, like, everybody's memory is different of something. That's that's completely fair. But, so did he just not go past season three period? Like, they didn't watch past that? No, because after that, then Hope showed up, and so then she got taken away. And then when she got put in the end cap again, she had to hide her mind because Levitt wasn't the guy in there. Does Octavia know that Clark is supposedly the key? now or is that information that only like gabriel has i i don't think we know that i think that as of right now we know that gabriel knows that clark is the key but i don't think we don't know whether octavia knows yeah we don't know if they've been told that sort of stuff because when when octavia receives that information because she does know that the flame was taken out of her head Because she was there when it went into Maddie. Yes. She wasn't there when it went out of Maddie, so she might not know about that, but yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is Octavia could potentially sway this one way or the other with that information once she finds out that piece of it. Yeah. She could sell out Clark or she could be on Clark's side and fake out the other people. Right. When she finds out that the, the key is not in Clark's head. 
I mean, we don't see past the end of Anaconda when they, like, walked into the room. Like, at some point, you know, the shepherd, Cadigan, could be like, see, it's Clark. She's the key because she has the flame in her head or whatever. And Octavia could be like, <laughs> actually. No. And then he just kills Clark. Yeah. <laughs> another, oh yeah, that's another thing I wanted to bring up. Another full episode with no Clark. Yep. Huh? I, like, I'm enjoying this as if it were a different show, mm-hmm. but it's not the hundred. I don't know what show I'm watching. It's pretty decent for a, a new show. Yeah. But I, I'm not watching The 100. Yeah. I I feel like The 100, after they... it's It's been said, kind of, that, like, The 100 kind of ended when we lost Monty and Jasper. And I realized... I was like, oh my god, that's so true, that's so true. And then I realized that the reason why, like, it felt like it ended when we lost Monty is because that's when they left Earth. Yep. And it really feels like, you know, the whole show has always been about going to Earth and being on Earth, and so, like, the fact that they're not on Earth anymore is, like, really, you know, it doesn't feel like the same thing, and, like, the only character that we really still actively have, like, in an actual interesting story is Octavia, and although Octavia is still, to me, recognizable from Pilot, the interim things that have happened to her, like, make me, make it feel like she's not, you know? Like, if I saw this, like, Pilot Octavia and this Octavia, I'd be like, Okay, Who? I no, I'd be like, okay, I see that. But then when you like show me like pilot Octavia and like season five Octavia, then I'm like, huh? Oh yeah, for you know, sure. like they brought they brought her so far away from pilot Octavia, now they're bringing her back, which like I don't mind. But it's just, like, strange, because Octavia, it seems, is, like, the only character who we, like, actively care about from the pilot. Although, like, you know, Murphy is here, but he's not doing anything that interesting. The most boring storyline. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, I I miss Earth. I miss Earth really a lot. I've never been there, and I'm just, like, I'm always interested (laughs) in, like, things about it, because um, it's just, like, this crazy fictional planet I've never heard of. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That Earth, that's the dream. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, this is reality. Yeah. So we're going to go into the um, episode now. Uh, we're going to split it off into Sanctum and Bardo, obviously, um, starting with Sanctum because it's less interesting, and I think we can all just agree on that. So this is my summary for the Sanctum storyline. So where we left off two episodes ago, Nikki and Nelson are holding all the faithful and some of our heroes hostage. Nikki makes an announcement that she wants Russell and Daniel Prime and also Raven to come there, or she'll kill Amori and like everyone, I guess. Murphy's like, all right, well, here I go. And Jackson's like, um, Amori just said that she doesn't want you to go because she'll get hurt. And Murphy's like, yo, true, because I really am baby, so I'm gonna get help. He and Indra go get Russell, and Indra makes a few changes to his incarceration so that he'll help them. Murphy and Russell go to the party. Indra's gonna grab some of Wan Crew and go save them. Nikki's like, where's Raven? And yeah, earlier Indra told Jackson and Murphy that she just found a bunch of dead bodies where everyone was supposed to be, so yikes, but hey, they can take care of themselves, so let's just forget about that. (laughs) And Jackson and Murphy are like, that's fine, no further questions. Nikki has the Mori and Murphy announce to the faithful that they aren't actually primes. They're upset, of course. Russell also tells them, them being everyone except Alyssa because he needs her for later, that he's not Russell and that he stole his body. Zeb's like, I've been new, and Jerry's like, I have not been new, and I'm sad about it. Since Raven isn't around, Nikki's gonna kill Amori for Hatch's death. Murphy says it was his idea to use the convicts, which it wasn't, just to save Amori. Nikki almost kills Murphy, but then Indra comes in and saves them. The convicts and the cogs get escorted out. Indra leaves Russell in the room with a bunch of angry faithfuls. Alyssa shows up and gives Russell the key to get out of his chains because she wasn't in the room for his confession. Indra closes the door on Russell and tells the guards not to open the doors even if they hear death occurring inside. (laughs) 
Russell lets himself out of his chains and proceeds to kill all the faithful, including Alyssa, Zev, Jerry, Nelson's mom, I assume. I don't know who else. R.I.P. Nelson's mom. <laughs> Murphy realizes his plan just a little too late, but the guards won't let him in. Murphy accidentally says that Russell is Shade Hedda, and Knight is like, what? I love that guy! So they open the door, and yeah, just a lot of dead people, and oh no, our murder count. Oh boy. Yeah. So first of all, Maddie's just like hanging around, and she's not even hanging out with like the null kid who's supposed to be here. She's hanging out with the, the kid... The soccer kid? You remember the soccer kid who showed up and was like, hey, want to play soccer? And the kid was like, I know, I'm a null. And he's like, I just want to know if you want to play soccer. I just wanted to know if he would like to join us in a game of sports ball. She's like hanging out with him instead of the null kid, so okay. I um, respect her. However, I, I rewatched the season seven trailer to see if there was anything that we hadn't seen yet. Mm -hmm. And there's a clip of this kid crying over his dead parent. So I assume that's next episode. Probably. Did they... So they got out? The kids all got out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, I mean that kid's it's obviously just, alive. It's just weird. It's- the the ending of this episode was weird in how, like, everybody left. Yeah. And, like, what people stayed behind. Because when- when Russell kills everybody, they bring back in and you see, like, all the people. And I recognized Alyssa and Jerry and- first of all, Jerry and Murphy had, like, this weird, like, connection and then they just immediately kill Jerry so it, like, doesn't <laughs> really matter. Um, Alyssa, Jerry, and Zev are definitely dead, mm -hmm. um, but we didn't see Trey this episode, and Trey, like, I guess Trey was, like, so mad that he just, like, didn't show up to the faithful thing, or, like, he wasn't at the reunification ceremony or something, because I, I'm not sure, mm. but, but I didn't see Trey this episode, or, like, I didn't see Trey's, like, dead body, so Trey may still be alive, but I assume all the other faithfuls are dead. I don't know. Because I, I imagine they would all be in that room. Yeah. Unless there were ones that didn't go because of Daniel Prime not being there. Right. So, okay. So anyway, Nikki, like, holds a gun to Maddie's chest. Imagine holding a gun to the chest of a child. Right. She's literally a... She's, like, this big. Yeah, I don't... Okay. This is the part that, about this, um... Listen, this is a sci-fi show, so, like, there's a lot of things that aren't really realistic, and I think we all know that. Of course, of but course. But the most unrealistic thing that I thought of was the fact that Murphy, two episodes ago, was, like, playing chess with Shade Hedda, and Shade Hedda was like, bad things are happening, and there are, like, gunshots and everything, and then he finally <laughs> lets Murphy go, and instead of and going to go and save Amori, Murphy goes to grab a drink at the tavern with Jackson. Yeah. Huh? It's so unrealistic. Like, Murphy, what? I don't, okay, sure. So, Amori says over, like, the like, intercom, did, I guess, Like why did we? to come. I just wonder, I just want to know why we even needed that scene. Like, we could have had, like, we could have had, like, it could have just started with him, like, on his way over there. Yeah. And then the announcement happens and he, like, stops in his tracks. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, Jackson, Jackson like, like Jackson or, and Indra, like, see them from across, see him from across, like, the way or whatever. Yeah. And then they, like, stop him and then make their plan. But. But they have him sitting in the tavern as if it's just like, well, whatever. Like, was that written? Was that directed? Who made that choice and why? Um, so Amori said on the intercom that she doesn't want him to come even though Nikki's like, hey, tell him that you want him to come. And she's like, no. <laughs> um, so Jackson's like, how are we going to save them because we don't have any allies? And Murphy's like, true, because I'm baby. Murphy basically said, I'm baby. He said, I'm too baby to do this. Yeah. And you don't know how to fight worth anything. You suck at it. So it's just a me and you thing. I don't know what to do. So luckily Indra comes back and she's only been gone for half a day, apparently. Um, she says that she left a unit to keep searching for people. So potentially at some point they could be like, they found somebody. Like, I'm still... Well, they're not going to find anybody because, like, nobody's there. Yeah, I'm just, like, still um, 
hoping for like some Bellamy content. Oh, I still think he, I still think he's in the ether. Yeah. Who's to say? Like he's just in the anomaly juice until further notice. That's why I still or, think. Or Bellamy went to that place that Becca went. But that would mean that Anders knew the code to that place. I'm just saying, like, if he got trapped in the, oh, the anomaly, he found his way there. Thing, maybe that's where he ended up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's either because either he came out the other side somewhere else, mm-hmm. which I'm not so sure about, or he is stuck in there, or he went to that like mysterious third option. Okay, I have two thoughts on this. One is if Bellamy went into the ether, I think that we could have some timey-wimey stuff, and I still think that my theory of Bellamy being the person who brought through Gaia could still be true, because we could have some, like, timey-wimey stuff in which he, like, went back in time or whatever. Sure. But if he's not stuck in the ether, like, the only way that Levitt said that you could get stuck in the ether is if, like, someone calls your phone number or whatever, or, like, that thing where she they, like, tattooed it on his back, and that's not what happened. He got pushed through an anomaly, and, and Anders put in a code to open the anomaly. But but there was an explosion. That's true. But I still think that you would just pop out wherever the code was, because the only way you can get caught is through the phone number thing, is what Levitt said. As far as we know. So, anyway. Know. Either way, I miss him. Yeah. Jackson, finally, Jackson and Miller, like, someone talks about how they're together. <laughs> Jackson's like, oh no, Miller. and But Miller <laughs> does not care. I was <laughs> watching not this. not mentioned Jackson at all. I watched it and I was like, I didn't even notice, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching and I saw it happen, but I was like, shouldn't you care more? More, yeah. Well, and then... Like, Murphy's like, hey, we'll get Nate and Gaia back. He's like, Indra cares about Gaia, and Jackson cares about Miller. And instead of being like, I care about Raven, or Bellamy, or Clark, Clark, or anyone, he's just like, we'll get Nate and Gaia back. Who cares about anybody else, though? <laughs> the girl who is actually my actual sister, but not on this show. <laughs> who cares? It's fine. And Murphy is like, that's fine. Like, I'll just go in without Russell. And they're like, no, we can get you. We can get you, Russell. Because she asked for three people and Murphy's like, I'm the only one willing to go in. And right. I don't think she'll take that very well. Mm-hmm. So they go in to talk to Russell and Russell's just taking a small nap. Um, Just a short one. Shade Head is such a freaking creep. I can't stand him. He's so, ugh, he's so angering. He's so awful. He's just so, chi- like, they go in and are, like, telling him all of this. And he's just laying there like they're telling him a bedtime story. Yeah. And I'm like... Huh? Huh? I mean, JR does a great job because he is making a character like. He's unrecognizable from Russell. Exactly. Like, Russell was evil, but sympathetic. Yeah. And Shade Hedda is not Just sympathetic yeah. at all. And he he's done a really good job of, like, playing a completely different character since mm-hmm. they killed uh, the one he was cast for. Yeah. Um, he says he wants somebody to play chess with, and Murphy's like, I don't want to play with you. And he's like, not you. <laughs> he's like, Indra, do you want to play? Okay. <laughs> Is anybody else getting the feeling that Shane Hedda is, like, hitting on Indra? Yes, and it's creepy. Like, I feel like it's happened multiple times and I just kind of, like, pushed it away, but this time I'm yeah. like, what's happening here? Because we talked about it before and, like, apparent Indra was, like, a teen or whatever when he was... I guess if Indra was a I teen... I mean, he was, he was the... He was wait probably a also a teen. They were around the same age. Probably, yeah. But <laughs> gross. No thanks. Literally, get, Indra would never. So get off her back, please. Get a job. Yeah. Stay away from her. Mm-hmm. 
So um, he's like, hey, I found secret passageway plans that Russell had, which is really convenient. Oh, so convenient. Um, And he's like, oh, Alyssa can show you the way. And then he just completely mercs her later. Like, Alyssa was the only person who was still on your side. Like, I still think, like, uh, Alyssa was so devout that I really feel like he could have killed everybody else in there and been like, they doubted me. And she would have been like... True. They doubted him, so... Yeah, (laughs) so what else can we do? Like, I don't know if he had to kill Alyssa, because I really think she still would have supported him. Oh, for sure. Murphy tells everyone that Raven is expected back any time. Mm-hmm. Sure she is. I don't believe you. Um, Murphy also calls Amori my girl, because <laughs> apparently we're in middle school now. Oh, you know how it'd be. I, that, that made me cringe a little bit, I gotta say. I was like, ugh. Like, I feel like Richard did the best he could with it. Right. But Richard does, truly does his best with all the lines he's given, and usually he does a pretty good job, but sometimes the lines are just, like, inexcusable. Yeah. Um, so he's just basically stalling, waiting for Indra, and they have to go out and say that they're not real, and Jerry like, really do be sad about it. Wait, did he have to say my girl because he can't say that Kaylee is his- His sister. Sister his, wife? Yeah. I don't- Even if somebody's called their sister my girl, I'd be like- what? No, I I feel like I feel like he has to say my girl to be to indicate that the girl in question is not Amori slash Kaylee, like that he's got a side piece. But what that like he can't admit that he can't admit that the like girl in question that he's like talking about, like he's saying that if. Because, like, it's just confusing because he says, if anything happened to my girl, I don't know what I would do. And, like, he's coming in to save Amori. I know, like... So, I, like, why don't you just say Kaylee at that point? I don't know what I would do if something happened to Kaylee because she's my sister and I love her. Which makes sense, but he's he's got to say it to relate to Nikki, yeah. like, if I lost my partner. Mm-hmm. But he can't indicate that said partner is Amori. Yeah. Because she's supposed to be his sister. Mm-hmm. But also, if he's pretending to be Daniel Prime and keeping up that ruse, Daniel Prime had a boyfriend? Yeah. Who was in the room. Like, I really feel like we could just say, if anything happened to her, I don't know what I would do. And Nikki would be like, okay. And Nikki would get the thing, because Nikki knows that they're not the Primes. It's just too convoluted at this point, because Nikki knows that they're not the Primes, but other people don't know that they're not the Primes. And, like... Literally only Nelson hasn't... He hasn't told any of the other cogs. Oh, Okay, sure. So yeah, Jerry still believes, like, he still believes and he genuinely thinks that Nikki is making them say that. Mm-hmm. So Jerry's still in. Um, however, then he just dies, so it doesn't matter. And so they're like, they send, like, Russell out and Murphy's like, where's Indra? Where's Indra? Nelson is right beside you. Like, he can <sighs> literally hear you be like, hey, what's the plan? What? Indra's <laughs> coming? Uh-oh. <laughs> like, right. So um, he goes out and he's like, hey, Russell was weak and lame, so yeah, I took... I took over. Since Raven isn't here, Nikki says she's just gonna kill Amori instead, and Murphy takes the blame, even though it totally wasn't his idea. So I went back, Mm -hmm. because I was like, maybe it was Murphy's idea, was it Raven's idea, was it Amori's idea, I thought it was Indra's idea, whose idea was it? Um, guess whose idea it was? Whose idea was it? It was Clark's idea. So Clark's the one who's like, why don't we use the convicts? So it's not, it wasn't even Raven's, I mean, Raven's the one who did it, who, like, went up and, like, talked to them, but Clark was the one who brought it up, so. Because we, we can't have a decision made on this show that, like, ends lies without putting it on Clark. Right. We literally can't. Clark is responsible for everyone. Mm-hmm. 
That's why she's the key. So Nikki knows that he's just saying that to save Amori. Um, and Murphy's like, well, I'm not really into being a hero, so I wouldn't just, like, say that. And I'm like, whilst simultaneously being a hero. Right. He's like, I wouldn't just do that. I'm not gonna, like, just <laughs> willingly he be a hero. Fully Jeez. is just doing that. Um, and he says that Hatch was a good man, and I really wish that Hatch was still here. I thought he was really interesting. He was interesting. I wish, like, it would have been so much more interesting to have Nikki and Hatch be, like, a duo and, like, doing all of these things, rather than, like, Nikki just being driven by, like, Hatch's death. It's just, it's not as interesting that way. We've done it so many times exactly. on the show. It's not necessary. Um, so Murphy says Hatch died to save literally all of these people. Like, even if he didn't want to, he saved all of these people because everybody would be dead if not for his work. And so we shouldn't let his work be in vain by killing all of these people. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's I mean, when Murphy's got a point. True. And Alyssa shows up and she wasn't there for the announcement. So she still thinks that Russell is Russell. Mm-hmm. Or Shade Hedda is Russell. And, um, so, yeah, Indra <laughs> shows up and stops everybody and... Russell's like, oh, the plan worked perfectly. And Indra says, so far, because the rest of her plan is to leave Russell in there with all the angry faithfuls. Unfortunately, it doesn't continue to work perfectly for Indra. Unfortunately. So Alyssa's like, wow, these people are so mean to you. I don't think that's fair at all. And everybody is gonna kill Russell and everybody else is like, just gonna let it happen. Like Murphy just like looks at him and walks out. Mm -hmm. Um, He takes his arm out of the cast. So I guess it's just healed from being shot. Which was, like, a week ago? Two weeks ago? He, like, his arm was in a cast because he got shot in the arm. And now he just takes it off and it's like, time to murder people. I'm fine. And how, I'm just, how long, how long have we been in this storyline on Sanctum? Because everyone who's not on this planet is gonna have aged decades by the time we get back to them. Yeah. Like, I really, I'm having a hard time believing that we're gonna be able to bring everybody back together. And I think everybody's gonna die separately on different planets. And that sucks. Like, I know that the show usually does this and, like, has two separate plot lines that they eventually do bring back together, like, in season three and and four and five, etc. But I I just am not seeing, I, I agree, I'm not seeing how it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. So Russell says, what is a king without his subjects? What are, a su- what are subjects without a king? And I'm like, great line, but what do you mean? Right. What is a king without his subjects? Yeah, you're killing all your subjects, so are you still a king now? What are subjects without a king? So, you are my subject, don't kill your king, because then you are not subjects. And I'd be like, well, I don't want to be a subject, so (laughs) that works for me. But either way, now he's a king without subjects, I guess. Not even one, because Alyssa would have stayed true to him, I think, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So he calls them sheep, which is the whole thing about the flock, which is the name of the episode. Right. And he's the wolf. Okay. Thank you for the metaphor. Sure. (laughs) So then Murphy finally realizes what's happening, and, um... This is when that moment, like, earlier in the season, I think it was 7.03, when we learned that Knight was Sangetta Crew, and Shade Hedda was Sangetta Crew, and so Knight and the people of Sangetta Crew, who are in Wong Crew, still support Shade Hedda and appreciate that he was, like, a big deal to to Sangetta Crew. Yes. So, of course, that is the whole, like, reason of Knight existing, really. And um, so Murphy, like, accidentally says Shade Hedda, and Knight is like, what? And so they open it, and um, somebody says something in Trig, but not... I think, I think it's, I think Russell says something in Trig, but then, but then at the end he also says something in Trig. Yeah, Russell says, my fight has just begun. Yeah, he says that, but then it's like, but I have a note that he said something else also before that, but I didn't have a thing for it. Whatever. Um, anyway, he's killed everyone, including Alyssa, Zev, and Jerry. No word on Trey. He says, my fight is just beginning in Trig. It was weird because when I was watching live on the TV with my mom this week, 
Um, I It had the subtitle that said my fight is just beginning or my fight has just begun or whatever. But then when I started to do my notes the next day on it, while watching it on Netflix with the, with the regular subtitles, it didn't have the subtitles. Like, it's literally just, yeah. like, Trig. And, like, if you don't know Trig very well, then you don't know what he said. So that was kind of weird. But Yeah, which is which is odd because they usually yeah. translate the Trig. Yeah. So themselves and it's, like, part of the edit. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. But I don't know if, like, it will ever be, like, fixed on Netflix or something. I wonder if but... our recorded version has it. It probably does. we record it here. Yeah. Who's to say? Um, that's it. I know that that was really fast, but to be honest, it was a like, short... not a lot happened. <laughs> I, 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 like, things happen and the plot moves, like, an inch forward each week, mm-hmm. but I feel like every episode description is the exact same Yeah. at this point. Like, for the next one, the episode description is something about, like, Shade Hedda makes a move and a disciple goes rogue, and I'm just like... So that happened last week, and the week before, mm-hmm. and the week before that, and the week before that. You know? Yeah, like Murphy and Indra team up to go against it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And <laughs> it, yeah, do a trick. Yeah. Show us Clark. Show us Bellamy. Show us Raven. Like, okay. Um. So before we move on to the Bardo storyline, we wanted to tell you a little about Patreon. Patreon is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. So we have a Patreon. Um. Our Patreon is Patreon.com/slash/TheAfficionados. Um. Basically, we take monthly donations. If you help us with um a dollar or more a month, then you get early access to all of our podcasts. A lot of people say that, especially with these weekly podcasts, that's really worth it for them. So um maybe you would want to do that. Um. And some of our other ones go out even a week in advance because we have the episode so early. If you help us out five dollars or more a month um you get 10% off at shopylux.com which is um where me and Brittany sell some art um she does resin art and I do fandom embroidery so I have six I think the hundred um designs so maybe you can go and check that out I have lots of designs from other fandoms too um but if you don't get the 10% off by helping us out on patreon you can still check out shopylux.com because the links are in the description that's a way that you can help us out monetarily without um and then also like getting something cool out of it um but if you can't help us out that's totally okay the next best thing you can do is recommend us to a friend can't even tell you how helpful that is we appreciate you thank you and remember we also have four other podcasts. <laughs> so um, that's another thing is if you want to recommend us to a friend, we have four other podcasts. So if any of your friends like any of those things, then they can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Our last one is my favorite and it has, it's spoiler free. So if you're still bored in quarantine, check it out and text me about it or tweet <laughs> me about it. Because yeah. Robin is also bored in quarantine. Yeah. Okay. So this is my summary of the Bardo storyline, which is the more interesting storyline, obviously. Gotta say. (laughs) So, this whole storyline is a flashback to the past three months. First of all, Anders takes the four of them, that's Octavia, Echo, Diosa, and Hope, I love, I love that it's just, like, we just got a bunch of, like, a group of badass women, by the way. It's dope. Uh, we're like, Gabriel, get out of (laughs) here. He's like, you go study. First of all, Anders takes the four of them up to the surface. They have to wear rebreathers, and they see the Crystal Giants. They're not fighting them in the war. The Bardoans lost their war, which turned them into Crystal Giants. We'll go a little bit more into detail on each of the things they learn, but basically they start training all four of them the Bardo way. Yes. Which is basically just not caring for anyone special and not even yourself, just caring, like, for the collective. They start training to fight, but all four of them are obviously really skilled, so Levitt tells Anders that they might trust them more if they just tell them everything, and I'm like, yes, please! 
So first of all, babies aren't grown inside women, they're grown in little pods. They see the children in school learning about the different planets and the shepherd. They see all the weapons that they have, including a flamethrower. They say they don't know exactly what they'll be up against, so they need to be ready for anything. Whoever hits the target blindfolded first wins, and Echo just hits everyone else and then works with her partner, who was Jonathan on Riverdale. <laughs> so maybe that's why he, like, mysteriously disappeared. Sorry, I'm just having thoughts for when we get to the regular part. Okay. That I don't want to forget. Okay. Do you want to write them down? Mm. Jonathan on Riverdale this season, he, like, mysteriously was, he was also in, like, a group of four of, like, kind of, like, these, like, I don't know what I call them, like, evil kids, but they're, like, conspiring against, like, Jughead. And at some point, like, Jonathan, like, messed up something and they were, like, <laughs> then they said that they, like, murdered Jonathan or something. We were like, what? And it was never brought back to, like, reveal that Jonathan wasn't actually dead or Jonathan actually was dead or whatever. And so the fact that he comes up in here, I was like, is that why Jonathan just, like, mysteriously disappeared <laughs> on Riverdale? Um, anyway, <laughs> Jonathan's like, here now. It's weird that he would come over to the 100 in, in place of Riverdale. Yeah. If, because on Riverdale, he was getting, like, he had a speaking role. Speaking role. He had a name. He had, like, he was, like, kind of a big deal. He was, like, part of, like, a small group that right. was, like, important and core. And now he's just over here, guy who gets punched. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe that's why Jonathan left. I don't know. Either way. So, uh, yeah, she, you have to work with your partner blindfolded and you have to hit the target to win. And Echo just decides to hit everybody else. Uh, so that she's the only one who can do it, basically. Um, Echo is really good at this and totally agrees with the life that the disciples lead. Dioza has to go through fear tactics to see if she'll get go against Anders or not. She goes in the machine and they have her visualize Anders trying to take baby Hope away to raise her in the collective. She fails because she gets really upset. Levitt says that Octavia and Hope also failed. Echo succeeded, though. I wonder what hers looked like. Throughout this entire thing, Hope has been super bratty about it and doesn't want to comply. The other three tell her to stop doing that because they're watching them, and if they don't listen, they'll send them back to penance one by one so they can die of old age alone. After a while, Levitt comes into Octavia's room totally just to tell her that she's doing a good job and totally not to flirt. Listen, basically they start making out, and I wish I could just have a nice slow burn for once, but I guess it is the last season. Hope comes to Echo. She's stolen the flamethrower and wants to burn down the oxygen supply and bounce, destroying Bardo. Echo tries to stop her. They get all the way to the Arboretum, and Hope won't stop, so Echo kills her. Turns out that was another test and Echo passed. Hope's person was Dioza and she wouldn't kill her to save Bardo so she fails. Octavia and Dioza's person was also both Hope as well and they were both willing to kill her to save Bardo. So Hope is the only screw up here. The other three get promoted to level two and since Echo's the prize pupil she gets to decide what Hope's punishment is. She decides five years alone on penance. Dioza and Octavia don't do anything about this but they don't seem pumped. Hope is ushered away by guards. Yikes. So... <laughs> Last episode when we were like, where's Hope? <laughs> I guess that answers that. Like at the end of last episode when they all, when the three of them showed up and we were like, hmm, where's Hope? Whoops. Worst things to happen oh. than I thought. Um, oh, also, um, last episode when I said that they don't, that they didn't have tattoos. They did have tattoos, but they didn't do any close-ups on them, so I couldn't they're see small. them. They're just small in their little cheekbones. And, and they're on different places for each of them. Ah. So I'm like, I'm still wondering what the placement means. Right. You know, like I'm still, I'm still thinking about. Like, what does the, the anomaly means. choose the placement, or does like, or do the people in charge choose the placement? I how, forgot to look how? to see if the if the symbols were the same symbols on all all three of them, though as well. I forgot to look at that. 
to see if it's like if like ha- being a level two, like you, it's the same symbols, you know, like yeah, you know what I mean. Like each symbol means a different level, but yeah, I, I'll have to look at that later. And like, what did? How much did the Bardoans know? How much of this is stolen knowledge from the Bardoans? Mm-hmm. Also, like, how long has it been between three months ago and? when Clark got through, because, like, are they just leaving Hope there? Did she die? That's the thing, also, is that, like, we see Hope in the trailer with Clark, and so that means either Hope didn't go to Penance, or Hope is already back back from Penance. So we'll have to take a look at that when we watch the trailer. Gotcha. So three months earlier, um, they take from level 10 to the surface, and um, Anders says that he's the only one who can move from the surface, so if they kill him up there, then they, like, cannot get back down. So that's why he, like, has faith that they're not going to kill him. Um, so they're like, oh my god, they look out there, they're like, oh my god, Gabriel saved us. And I was like, yeah, but he was still annoying about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and then he says, Gabriel is no longer your concern. Way to make them think he's dead. Also, like, Gabriel didn't have to go through any of this training. He no. just immediately gets to start, like, coding. And they think that he's... They think he's smarter than them. For sure. Because, because, sure, he's a scientist, and he's been, he's, he's studied the anomaly, and, you know, he's been alive, like, uh, like, thousands of years, apparently, sure. or whatever. But also... But also they think they don't have to, like, train loyalty out of him. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Because, I don't know, it's, like, strange. Yeah, because, because he still seems to, like, he's obviously still loyal to, like, Clark and everybody. Yeah. Like, like what my mom said in her comment was, like, that he was, like, trying to lead Clark to make the right answers and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I'm, like, wondering if Gabriel has even seen them since, like, in those three months, has he even seen them? Like, is he also, like, surprised to see them there? And, like, because clearly they still think that Gabriel is alive because later in Hope's, um, like, visual, not, not a vision, yeah. but, like, um, her simulation, um, she, she says that she's trying to also save Gabriel. Yeah. So, clearly, like, they know that he's still, like, alive and around. Like, he's part of her chosen family. So, are the crystal giants really giant? Yes, they're, like, ten feet tall. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, she, oh, yeah, ten-foot aliens with superior technology got genocided and turned to stone, is what they said. Yeah, so that's what, what my note was when we, when you were doing your summary. Is the enemy even real? Like, do they know for, like, do they have an actual legitimate account of what happened to these people? Or are they just making assumptions based on the state of the planet Mm -hmm. on the surface? Because they could, the enemy could have been global warming on Bardo. Mm -hmm. Like, it could not, it could be not a real thing. Yeah. And you're, you're, this is all just a cult for nothing. So, we know that at least they knew that something outside wasn't good because they had, they're the ones that built this entire thing. They built the Arboretum. They built all these things. So they know that they need to stay inside. So that's another question I have is if they're frozen in time with like where they died or whatever, what were all of you doing up on the surface if you know that, that the surface isn't survivable? Or were there... Were there Bardoans who did survive similar to the way that Cadigan and the flock survived via a bunker, Mm -hmm. which is what they're in now? Yeah. And Cadigan showed up and they killed them all? Right. I mean, I think unlike some questions that we get, which is, I don't think they're ever going to answer this, I think this one might actually be answered. I hope so, because I'm just getting... Instead of getting more answers every week, I feel like I'm getting more questions every week. Let me grab, um, I'm gonna put that in my, um, like, giant thing on, of questions. 
what so what's the question what happened to the original bardoans or what? how did they turn into crystal giants or let's i'm just gonna write what happened to the original bardo what happened to the original bardoans slash how much does cadigan and crew know about what actually happened here and how did they influence it because if they showed up and everybody was dead and there was just like a final message or something things could have been misinterpreted mm-hmm. or if they showed up and people were still alive also could have been misinterpreted and then, if they were still alive, why aren't they still alive right now? Did mm-hmm. you kill them? So, looking in, like, some of my questions before we even move on, a lot of these, like, aren't, still aren't answered. However, I have something for what's the difference between the Master and the Shepherd, because I was listening to our podcast for last episode, and I was remembering that Orlando was a level 12, and so maybe at that point you call the Shepherd the Master. Yeah. Like, it feels like the Master and the Shepherd are the same person, because they haven't brought the Master up since. And it's not that Orlando ever said the shepherd, like, he only said the master, I think. I wonder if they're interchangeable. But no one else has done it except for Orlando, so that's why I thought it was, like, a level 12 thing. But also Anders is a level 12 and he doesn't call him master, so that's still the question I have. And later in the episode, um, Anders says that he, um, was the one who trained Orlando and that he was one of their best. And I'm like... Why send him away then? Like, all apparently all he did was, like, not rest or whatever. Like, I still need I still need to hear more about, like, these laws and why people get sent away and stuff because... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all of these other ones that, um, like, all of my other questions haven't been answered yet because my other one that I think is important is who are they fighting, which we still don't know. Like, even, like, they don't even know because Levitt later says, we don't know what we're up against, so we need to be ready for everything or whatever, so... Yeah. Um, but they're like, this is what happens if we lose. And I'm like, is it? I don't know. Like the, that's what I'm, that's what makes me think that we don't know what we're up against. We need to be ready for anything thing. Makes me think that they don't actually know what happened and they don't know. Like they don't, I, that's what makes me think they don't know what happened to the Bardoans because he's, Cadigan is preparing them for whatever's on the other side of what Becca saw, right? Say that again. Cadigan is preparing them for whatever he thinks Becca saw. With the light. In the light space. Yes. But he could either not know what happened to the Bardoans, be responsible for what happened to the Bardoans, or be making a incorrect assumption about what happened to the right. Bardoans. And even, like, Cadigan might be the only one who knows these sort of things, right? So it's not like everybody's lying to them. It's just that Cadigan's the only one he's who like knows. He's, like, creating a narrative He's that... the one who's, who's holding back information. Exactly. So they're all stretching um, and getting ready to be trained. Um, Levitt has information on all of them in his little glasses, and he's grading them on participation, stamina, strength, and speed and Hope gets a low participation because she's not stretching. Right. This feels like theater school (laughs) because you have to show, for movement class specifically, you have to show up 15 minutes early and you have to be stretching and Linda gets mad at you if you don't, if you don't stretch. (laughs) No, not everyone's movement teacher was named Linda, but mine was. And so just be careful for Linda's wrath. (laughs) So Dioza comes up and asks why Levitt tried to send them outside and he's like, what, huh? Well, it's survivable for, like, an hour or two, so I thought you would be, like, okay or whatever. So that kind of, like, brings back my theory that potentially Levitt is, like, a double agent who is being, like, sent in to get inside Octavia's head for a purpose. I didn't like it two episodes ago because I was still, like, really in on Levtavia, but they messed it up for me this episode, and so now I'm like, he's evil. Mm-hmm. Now he's bad, and that's just what we have to live with. Yeah. So I think I have some more notes on, like, why that might be true later, but um, this is, like, a big one. Is to, he's the one who he tried to get them to go outside, and he's, like, for an hour or two, and then I'm like, okay, but then, but then what? Do they just 
come back in after an hour or two? Do they die out there? Like, what what, what, like, was you, what, so, what did you think was gonna happen? Right, like, I, I can't tell if he was genuinely going to, like, get them killed or if he was gonna come up with another plan. Like, is he all in enough for Octavia to risk everything he's learned? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Another thing is that, like, part of my theory about that was that I thought that he had gotten up a level. I thought that he had started at level 10, and then, like, two episodes ago when he was the janitor, he had become a level 11, and that something in the interim had, like, happened that he, like, I don't know, promised to, like, be a double agent or something, which, like, made him... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, but he has been a level 11 this whole time. I just can't count. Thank you. <laughs> Math is hard. Sometimes. And, um, you're really good at it most of the time, so it's okay to make a mistake from mm-hmm. time to time. So, uh, were we mistaken when they sent Hope through with 13 symbols, or did she have 13 symbols? I'm pretty sure she had 13 symbols, but they're just not talking about it because they, like, decided what the symbols all mean, and now they're like, oh, that doesn't actually make any sense, oops, let's just forget about it, let's just try and, like, sweep it under the rug. I'm pretty sure she had 13 symbols. Let me, like, what did you Google? Hope Dioza? Yeah, I just Googled Hope and like, season 100 finale or whatever. That's not a very good photo. That's... Like, 701. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and then I'm pretty sure she had a 13th one on the side of her. Yeah, she has three. She has 13 symbols. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. She had 13 symbols, and now they're just not talking about it. What the heck? Because she had 12, like, in the narrative now that they're giving us, she has 12. Yeah. So, okay. Do you remember, because you rewatched it today. I watched it a couple days ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody says, I just needed to figure something out. Who said that? It's in between Levitt talking to Dioza and him saying that he was only involved because he knows a lot about Octavia. I just needed to figure something out. I don't remember who said that. <laughs> but but what? What did you need to figure out? I don't know. I um, don't remember. I don't remember. Because sure. I, I thought he was telling them, like, they needed to control themselves. Because they were going to get mm-hmm. mind games. Yeah. I can't I can't remember if it was Levitt who said that or if it was Dioza, like, walking away from Levitt and being like, I was just trying to figure something out. And then, like, she, like, I don't know, got something from that information mm. he gave her or something. I don't know. So he's only involved because he knows a lot about Octavia, which is another reason why I think, like, it, 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 it gives me, like, double... Um, double agent vibes because then he's like I shouldn't tell you about this but here's the thing about the mind thing and like make sure that you like whatever you know it's like you're supposed to care about the collective right and like apparently everybody else's like major cult brainwashing has worked except for on you right I don't know I don't know I don't believe it anymore like is it not working on him or now that I've seen it is he so far into it that he's willing to like manipulate them for the for, for all mankind right or has he never met anyone like them and this is, like, very different and he's willing to, like, break everything he's taught, been I mean, taught for that's it. what they're trying to tell us. Right. I just don't know if I believe it. So then they get their training partners and Jonathan from Riverdale team? <laughs> um, he it's says, Riverdale. Yeah, exactly. It's Riverdale. And um, he says that they will eat, sleep, and train with them and no one else. But then we never see that. And the four of them just hang out together, not with their partners. So, right. okay. Um, and also the partners that they choose here are different partners from later. So are we talking about we're just going to hang out with the group or are you hanging out with your partner specifically? I don't know. It feels like you're not supposed to have the same partner over and over again because you're not supposed to have like a bond towards one person. Exactly. So yeah, they completely win because they're better than them. And um, they were trained by a level 12 or at least um, Echo and Echo Hope, Hope and Gabriel. And Andrew says he was his mentor, and he brings up Dev, and I'm like, tell him, tell me what he did, tell me what law he broke, I want to know. 
Um, one of the things that I really, really enjoyed about this storyline was that they use Echo's scars healing as a gauge of time. I thought that was really cool. And I thought that was, like, honestly, like, kind of genius. Because, mm-hmm. like, the the more they looked like scars and the less they looked like just, like, black... Scabs. Scabs um, is how you could tell how far into the three months they were, which I thought was really cool. I really liked that a lot. Yeah. Um, the girl who was helping, like... It's, like, a group of three boys and then one girl, and the girl's name is Zora. I just wanted to say that. (laughs) Levitt says that he has seen Octavia kill more people than he has ever known. Yep. So how many people are here on Bardo? It doesn't feel like a lot. They only have 25 embryos in the baby thing, so. Yeah. And and then there are five kids in the school. But, I mean, they had the Arboretum when they were doing that speech was, like, full. Yeah. So that... Where are all those people? I'd say there's less than we're in the bunker, Mm -hmm. but... And less that we're in Mount Weather, do you think? I don't know. I'd say about the same amount Mm -hmm. that we're in Mount Weather, because there were about 300 people in Mount Weather. So maybe, like... I mean, every time Clark kills a bunch of people, it's about 300. So, um, I'm gonna say 300, and and that she has to kill them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that they have to kill these 300 people. So, Dioza and Echo, they say, are elite warriors, which I... I'm inclined to agree. Yeah. Um, and they say they don't have a whole lot of time, but they just, so they just need to show them everything. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think it's funny that they have to go to school with um, babies. With babies. Yeah, that is funny. So they say that they need to break them or they'll just keep fighting for each other. And like, Levitt's the one who's saying these things. Right. Like, it really feels, like, he wants to break them, apparently. Like, so I don't know how I feel about him right now. I don't know. I can't tell if he's like... I, I can't, I genuinely can't tell whose side he's on. Yeah. I think that's the point. So then we get put into the fear simulation, and Dioza sees this really creepy person have hope, and this was, like, in the trailer, but I have no idea what this is, who this is supposed to be, or what this is supposed to be, or, like, if it's just supposed to be, like, a vaguely menacing, like, threat that she's supposed to, like, like, is it supposed to mean anything? I don't know. Yeah. So Anders kills the thing. And takes Hope for the Collective, and Dioza fails because she's upset that Hope is being taken for the Collective. If she were to succeed, then it would be like, oh, okay, well, thanks for taking care of her, bye, you know? Like, that's what they wanted her to do. Right. You're like, okay, cool. Um, he said that, that she will be watched over by thousands of eyes. Okay, so that's like a thousand people, at least. Yeah. Because thousands, let's say two thousand, divided by two, because that's how many eyes that's you have. That's how many eyes you have. Then that's a thousand people. Yeah. So at least a thousand people. Has Octavia killed more than a thousand people? In at the beginning of season by by the end of season three? By the end of season three? I don't like I don't think so. Oh, by definitely not by the end of season no. three. Like if he, I mean it's he, could've he could have just been hyperbolizing, so like that's fine, but does he know, well maybe he knows less of them personally? I guess, maybe. I don't know. That it feels like it's like, only it, a thousand people that you probably know most of them. But it would make sense. If he was saying that, if he had seen her as Blood Reina. Right. But she, but he didn't. But he didn't. Yeah. They say that Octavia and Hope also failed theirs. I have no idea what theirs looked like, but it has to be some sort of test about, like, the collective and, or, like, a trust test. Or I something. imagine Hope probably had to watch Octavia and Dioza get taken again mm-hmm. or something similar to that. Right. And I feel like Octavia probably had to watch something happen with Hope. Or Bellamy. As, but, like... She thinks he's dead. Oh, that's true. Right. She wouldn't believe that. Right. Well, I mean, Dioza believes the stuff with Hope, even though she's seen Hope as an adult now. So oh, true. It could have been Bellamy then, yeah. yeah. But apparently Echo succeeded. I feel like Echo would succeed because even though she spent five years with Hope and Gabriel, it I feel like it takes a lot more for her to create a bond 
that's strong enough to break her, and losing Bellamy already did that, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Unlike Octavia and Dioza, who I think still have reservations about joining, like, Bardo and everything, I think Echo truly is, like, all in. Yeah. And I think what they're trying to do is, like, tell us that, um, that they're, like, trying to cheat the system, but I don't know if Echo did. I, I kind of think that Echo is like, truly actually in it. Right. So they say that if they don't succeed, like, all of their training and stuff, they will be sent to Penance to die alone separately. Um, we go to the two babies, and they say that there's no negative effects on a woman's health, and that they monitor the embryos and fix any issues. They have one that had a heart defect, and then they fixed it, so she no longer has a heart defect. And he looks at her and he goes- It's very eugenics. Yeah, he goes, it's it's almost time for her to be born. And I was like, it doesn't look like she is. She still looks like, like a preemie. I was like, her legs are still, like, noodles. Yeah, so no, but okay. And he's like, whoa, it's so weird that you guys, like, gestated inside an actual person. Whoa. Also, like, if they know they have access to a planet where time passes differently, they could be doing this on penance. Mm -hmm. Like, they could be, like, rolling out people on penance in what is, like, an hour. Well, they said that they have limited space, so they can't have, like, all the people that they want. I know, on Bardo. Right. But if they, they, like, made a baby farm on penance... Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Like... And then they would train them all on penance. Exactly. And then just, like, send them through. And then you just have armies and armies coming through every, like, 20 minutes on Bardo. Mm-hmm. And it, but, but only, like, the top, like, people would, would like, get sent to actual Bardo and everyone else would just, like, stay on penance. Exactly. Or it's, I just think it's, like, really inefficient <laughs> to yeah. just use it as a prison planet. So they have 25 embryos, which is the same amount that they have killed. I'm like, well, not them specifically. Like, Raven killed a bunch of them. Like, Raven killed eight of those, but okay. You know? Yeah. They're like, oh, we have limited space. And I'm like, it, well, it feels like no one's ever around. So, okay. Um, okay, here's my next question. So, what is the gene pool deal here? Mm-hmm. Is everyone related? Because they clearly have different races. Right. So, I'm just confused about, like, how the gene pool is happening here. Not that it matters that much. It's just like, mm. Yeah. I, like, also, are they, because he clearly took through probably a thousand people from the bunker, right? Or how many people got into the bunker? Uh. Like 900? No, it was supposed to be 1,200 and they got 92% or something, so it ended up being like, they, I think they had room for 64 people, so it was like a thousand. So like 1,150. some, yeah. So that's a lot, that's a considerable, and then like, and then then about a hundred or so left with. Cali. Cali. So, say say you have a thousand people to start with. Yeah. That's probably a big enough group. I don't... Someone who knows about genetics more than I do, tell me if that's a big enough group to start a gene pool with that doesn't lead to incest. I, I don't know. So, um, they say that everyone takes care of all the babies so that they don't go grow attached to a certain person. Also, I mean, like, whose genetic information are they using? I don't know. Like, do you... Like... And, and, like, it doesn't... I mean, I have more thoughts on this later when we um, get to the sex scene between Levin and Octavia, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's, like, it doesn't seem like you would have, like, you don't, you don't get married or anything. Yeah, you don't get married. You're not... It's not part of their society, so, like... So it feels like they might just take, like, two people who they think would, like, make... They have, like, the best genes or something, and they just put them together, you know, to make, like, a... But, like, then they still... They still wouldn't, like have sex to create the baby, they right. would, like... Test tube it. Just take your egg and that sperm and, like... 
Yeah. Huh? Yeah. All right, well, I've got more thoughts on this when we get down to the... And, and we've already talked about it, so we already know, but... So we get to the school, and we have, like, a painting at the school, and I've, I feel like I've seen this before, but I don't know where. It's like looks like a little mountain scene. Um, they have the anomaly stone symbols up, so they're, like, learning about each one of those. Um, it seems like they only have about five kids at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if there's 25 of them, they, like, make five at a time, it seems like, and they all go- grow up together. Yeah. Which also feels like you probably would have, like, some sort of bond with the people that you grew up with. Right. But, okay. So then we... Finally hear the word Etheria for the first time, Mm -hmm. Um, and the girl says that the mountain was very tall and very scary, but the shepherd was brave and wise. So did Cadigan go to Etheria first, or did he go to all of these places before he made it to Bardo or something? Like, Like, I'm wondering if they, when they originally dialed it, they ended up on Etheria. Yeah. But then why didn't you stay on Etheria? Yeah. Well, because the mountain was very tall and very scary, so. Oh, of course. Um, so then they talk about how you have to learn to control your feelings or they will control you. Um, I think that the teacher was a level eight, if I counted correctly. Um, they also have a poster of the golden ratio, which we talked a lot about last episode or last season. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, I really liked this shot, um, where Andrews tells everyone to close their eyes and we get a shot of Octavia closing her eyes and we pan over to Echo and Echo already has her eyes closed. Mm. So that kind of, like, shows us that Octavia is, like, getting there, but Echo's already there. Yeah. Like, she's already willing to do it. She's like, fine. I have nothing better to do. Yeah. Hope doesn't want to do it, um, and they say, the shepherd brings us calm, wisdom, and love for all mankind. Okay, sure. Sure. Oh, um, Hope has her ears pierced? Like, girl, how? Like, in a lot of different places. Yeah, how? I don't... Like, Like, did Dev do that? I doubt it. Or did Octavia... Oh, did Echo do it? Echo could have done it, like, when they were on... I guess. Skyring, or... Yeah, on Skyrim yeah. for, like, five years. But, I don't know, that seems like a... I mean, if anybody was going to do that, like, maybe Gabriel would? Because he's, like, from the time where people did no, that, and he's a doctor? On, people on the ring had ears pierced, because oh. Raven had earrings, and I'm pretty sure Clark and Abby both did, too. Oh, okay. In, like, season one. Mm. Okay. Echo is really into it, because she thinks that the kids have it better than she ever did. Um, and they talk about, like, opening pages of the book. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the Book of Allness they talked about before. Right. So everyone gangs up on Hope to tell her to stop being a brat and says that, it, they say that Hope almost killed Anders in the simulation. Honestly, um, same. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, do you want to go to Penance alone? Which is foreshadowing yep. for what Echo, um, makes her do. Which I is guess. unfortunate. But I don't, I, I almost like, uh, obviously it's terrible, but I almost don't, I almost don't blame her because Hope is like extra mean to Echo about this. Oh, for sure. Like she keeps like bringing up Bellamy and like calling her like a pushover and stuff like that. It's, yeah. I don't know why she's being like so extra mean to Echo. Um, because, probably because she like sees Echo as like a peer rather than like somebody who has authority over her, which is kind mm-hmm. of how she feels about the two women who raised her. Yep. Um, yeah, Echo says she believes in what they're teaching, um, and then we go to the, like, whole thing about all the weapons, mm-hmm. and there's these gloves that are trainers for the suits, so they wear the gloves, and, like, I guess they train them to use the suit that, like, just, like, feel, like, thinks what they, uh-huh. or, like, that they use their thinking just to control the suit and stuff, so that's how they train for that. Yeah. He says that eventually they'll be trained on everything because they don't know what they need to be ready for. Mm-hmm. We talk about the flamethrower, and we get some Levtavia hand-holding in the background, and at this point in the episode, I'm like, yay! But then later, <laughs> I'm like, eh, okay. So now there's this, um, biohazard room. So this is obviously going to be important for the rest of the season. Yes. Biohazard room, and he says, only 11, 11, only level 11's 
Jeez. And above are allowed in the biohazard room. He says it's not a weapon, at least not anything that we would ever use. Mm. They said they figured out the substance that killed the original Bardoan. So I guess this is the thing that, like, turned them into... Into the Crystal Giants. So it's like, is this what you're fighting? Is the war against a substance? I don't know. See, that's what I'm wondering. Is, is like, the actual enemy, like, global warming or something? Yeah. And it's called Gem 11. But in the Netflix subtitles, it said Gem 9, but he said Gem 11 out loud, so I'm probably just going to take what he says as gospel. But I saw something on Twitter about it being called Gemini, so I don't... So that, that, all of those could be names for it, I guess. Jim and I would be interesting. Uh Uh-huh. And he says that if they used it, it would wipe out everyone on Bardo. Okay. So why wouldn't Dream Hope come do this instead? Like, you know, like the, the hope in the simulation at the end? Why wouldn't she come do this instead? Because they were all there (laughs) hearing about it. Well, maybe that's a, maybe that's a Chekhov's gun situation, which is like, that's what Clark ends up doing later, or Dioza ends up doing later, or Hope ends up doing later. Because they, they know about it now. Mm Mm-hmm. But the simulation version is, like, isn't isn't the way that would, like, actually kill everybody. It's just something that would damage everything that, right. that they think these people would come up with as their escape plan. Mm-hmm. So the next thing is that they have to blindly shoot at the target. At Echo asks if the we- weapon is lethal. And, mm-hmm. and Anders is like, uh, no. no. And so she shoots everyone else so that she can win. And I like this because this shows actual trust and that she believed him, right? Yeah. He says it's not. Yeah. But what if he was like, yeah, what if he, what if he was like, no, and it actually wasn't, and she just killed everybody. Like, she trusts that he's not lying to her. Yeah. I do also like that she asked because I think, I think doing this is, if, if it's not lethal, is a really clever way to win. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But it's also like, also, it's cheating, so... Um, so then Levitt runs up and, like, makes sure Octavia's okay. If I was, like, Dioza, I'd be like, thanks, I'm good too. Right. But whatever, I guess. <laughs> like, and, and all of these other people, like, the other, like, partners that he's, yeah. he's presumably friends with. Mm-hmm. Or, like, knows as people. Well, did they get shot or did just the- No, she shot all of them. I thought it was just the other three. I think she shot all of them. Oh. <laughs> And Levitt's like, I don't care. I'm just gonna go hang out with Octavia. Um, and Andrews is standing there watching him be like really special with her and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I'm wondering, is that like him getting a an idea of it so that next week he can just torture Levitt because he's broken the like commandments of caring about people or whatever, right, and send him to penance. And so we like have a reason that we would understand why he knows. Mm-hmm. Or is that him being like? that in front of him because it's his mission to get close. Yeah, so is, like, this whole, the whole sex scene, is it approved by Anders? Like, is Anders making him do this to get close to her is kind of what I've been feeling. Right. So Octavia has her own room now, and you can tell when he shows up that he hasn't, he hasn't let his guard down yet because he still has his arms behind his back, Mm -hmm. right? And he's like, ooh, now I still wear white, but it's just a plain white tee now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's only a level two right now, and then, and then, this is what, this is what I would have liked, okay? I would have loved if they, she has this, like, teasing moment, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's like, nope, not feeling anything, and she's like, lol, me neither. And then you just walk away, and that's the end of the scene. Right. That's great. Yeah, sure. That's fantastic. And then everybody just leaves, and we keep, we keep the slow burn, we keep the, um, we keep the tension, Mm -hmm. we keep it all, and it's still really cute and, like, sweet. Yeah. And then, and then everybody leaves, but no. Like, I, I feel like if, if we were doing a realistic timeline and Mm -hmm. everything, that's probably what would happen, but also they need to, like, they're cramming everything in just because it's, 
they need to get a story told. And it seems like, you know, it's been, like, three months for them. But oh, sure, like, like, that, and, like, for them, great, that's fine. But for the audience, it's just like, huh? So, like, like they, they've laid the breadcrumbs and then they floored it. But, like, in the show, it makes sense that they floored it because there's a time difference. But in reality, it's, like, it's been a week. My favorite thing about Levitt was that, like, I kind of related to him in the way that, like, um, I, I talk about this every week, but I identify as ace, and so, like... Um, when other people are, like, sexually attracted to people, I don't feel that at all, and so I'm just, like, really romantically attracted to people, and so, like, when I had, like, crushes in high school or whatever, um, it was always just, like, I would love to just, like, talk to you, like, forever, and I could, like, listen to you talk about, like, your passions and the things that you like, and what's your favorite TV show, and, like, what's, who's your favorite character, what do you relate to them about, like, what, I just want to, like, hear your life story all the time, and, like, just, you're so interesting and seem, like, so much fun to be around, right? And so I related to him in the way that he just, like, thought Octavia was, like, really cool and just, like, wanted to spend time with her because he thought she was awesome and, like, just kind of had, like, a a puppy dog crush on her because he thought she was cool Mm -hmm. and, like, wanted to, like, spend time with her. And so now I'm like, oh, okay. You know, it's just, like, it's just not as fun for me anymore. And I felt the same way about Monty, um, if everybody remembers when, uh, if you guys were with us when we covered season three. That was upsetting for me. But, um, so basically, here is the main questions that we have about this. Is, is sex even a thing here? Right. And, like, Octavia, aren't you a little bit weirded out by the way that he was born? You know? And, like, you're not supposed to care for anyone specifically, so it feels like sex shouldn't be allowed because you're not supposed to care for anybody specifically. Right. And so, like, should that even be in his nature? I know, and, like, he doesn't... It's not like he, like, consumes media either or anything where he would, like, learn that that's a thing people do. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, (sighs) strange to me that, like, you're not supposed to care for anybody specifically, so it's, like, why... Like... Why would we, why would you do it then? And, like, we're not saying that there's anything wrong with sex in general. Like, that's no. not what we're saying. We're, it's just weird that if this is how their society is, like, built and, like, how they view reproduction and how they view personal relationships and how they, like, view how you're supposed to connect with other people and, like, think of the collective above anyone else, what at any point in their lives would lead to a connection with any one person where they would have sex? And then it's, like, if it's, like, a thing where they have to, like, regulate, I don't know, God, I hate saying this, but, like, like if it's, like, a release thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Then, like, they kind of have to, like, regulate who, like, if you don't want anyone in particular, then, like, what, everybody has to, like, write down, like, who they're, like, like what, what they're managing sexual... Managing their interaction. Yeah, like, are like... they, like... Like, who are you attracted to? And, like, if if we've got, like, oh, this is our group of gay men, and this is our group of gay women, and this is our group of, like, heteros or whatever, <laughs> and then, like, you just get, like, assigned some you, Like, put somebody? in a personal request for a release date? Yeah, or, or okay. whatever. God. And then, like, I don't know, then you'd be like, okay, well, your partner this week is Tommy, but next week it's gonna be Jeremy, or, like, whatever, you know? Right, like, to keep them from having a specific uh, connection to I hate person. this! I hate this! I don't want to keep talking about you, it. Like, the fact, the fact of the matter is, like, none of those writers thought this deeply about it, right. as we are, because, like, we're like, hmm, he that shouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And they just most, want it to be like, bone? And I'm, and I'm sure half of, like, the audience that isn't, like, overly invested is also like, ah, bone! Yeah. And then, <laughs> but everyone else is like, but why would he, why would they, huh? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> whatever. So we move on <laughs> to, like, hope 
stealing the flamethrower and going to see Echo. She says she's going to destroy the Arboretum and destroy basically the entire planet. Um, and it feels very Mount Weather because we, like, just saw children. Like, mm-hmm. remember in season two when Bellamy goes into Mount Weather and, like, he sees, like, tiny little Lovejoy and he's then like, he has to kill he's everybody. He's there to, like, burn it down specifically yeah. and then he meets a child. Yeah. Um, so they're on level 10 again, so they must, like, live on that level. I don't remember. I guess I'll look at the what the map said, but it really doesn't matter because the map that they gave us, like, is so off yonder. Level 10 was supposed to be Cell Block 2. Are they still living in Cell Block 2? Echoes... Echo's room looks a lot less nice than than Octavia's. Like, does she choose to live there? No, it still looks nice. Like, she has like art on the walls and oh, like uh, Echo does. Yeah, I don't know when, why. I still when Hope comes to get her, oh, okay. I only noticed because I was like, wow, I really like that um, Art Deco like mm. uh, chest over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then Hope says they took Bellamy from her, and you know the the people of Bardo know what will hurt. Echo, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, they're trying to make, they're hope. trying to provoke her. Yeah. And like make Echo angry at Hope so that she'll yeah. more likely to kill her, I guess. Then she's like, what about Octavia and Dioza? And Hope says that they would try and stop them because they've bought in. And I know that this is like a simulation or whatever, but like Echo is the most bought in person. So like, it doesn't really make sense. Like if this was real life for her to go to like, if it was to be anybody, I think she would probably go to Dioza because Octavia wouldn't want to kill anybody because she likes Levitt, and Echo wouldn't because she supports Bardo. So I feel like Dioza is probably the one who's, like, the most likely to actually go with her on this, if this was real life. Yeah. But yeah, that's just what I would say if this was real. Um, and I really, I, I thought this was really great, actually, like, storytelling-wise, because they chose Echo for this fake-out because we know that she's the one who's most likely to do, to do this. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it happened, like, I was like, <gasps> Oh, never mind. You know, like, they got they got me for sure. And and what what wouldn't make us think that, you know? Mm-hmm. So then when Echo kills Hope, she does say sorry. So I'm sure she forgives you and she's totally okay with being dead. Yeah. Um, Hope is also inside, but she doesn't kill Dioza. And mm-hmm. she throws a knife at her, which is, seems like the thing that everybody's doing. Um, and I, Does hers land in the backpack? No, it lands in the tree beside her. Oh, uh, and she's really good at throwing knives, so we know that she wasn't She, d- she did it intentionally trying. just to be like, this is a warning shot. And she almost does because she wanted to save Echo and Octavia and Gabriel, but then she finds out that she'll be o- that they'll all be okay, and so she's like, okay, cool, because that's like all the people she cares about. Right, like if I, if I knew it was a simulation, mm-hmm. I would just like kill the person trying to get me to do whatever. Yeah. Like if I knew it was a simulation. But I think they're not supposed to know that it's a simulation. Okay, yeah, so that's my next question is like, we also see that Dioza and Octavia both killed Hope. And it, the reason why it's Hope is because that they choose the person who means the who most. You care about to, the most out to of them. Yeah. And everybody has play, has spent like lots and lots of time with Hope. And so the question is, did they know this was a simulation because Levitt said something before, but they couldn't tell before when they were in their fear, like simulation thing. And so like, if you're like walking through your life being like, oh, this is totally a simulation. This could be a simulation. This could be a simulation. This could be a simulation. I'm just like, if I were Octavia, I'd be like, oh, this is a simulation. So I'm like, it's okay if I kill Hope because that means that I will succeed and I will move on and everything will be good. Mm-hmm. But like, if you can't tell the difference, which you're not supposed to, between the simulation and your actual life, then, like, what if you kill Hope thinking it's a simulation and then you accidentally actually killed Hope? I'm just wondering, like, how do they get them in there? Like, do they drug them in their sleep and then, like, put them in the little brain caps? Right. Or do they literally just go in there and sit down and be like, this is your next test, and you go like, 
And then you just, you like, know? yeah, and then you're just, like, asleep, but you, like, and, and somehow so like, your brain makes you think that it's real or so. I don't, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Because, like, would you know when you laid down that you were being tested, or do you not know that you're in this room because you didn't wake up yet, and then they just, like, trick you with the simulation cap into thinking, ah, oh, yes, I have woken up, my day has started, we're going to do training again. And that would only work once. Yeah. Also. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing, is that it's just, like, so unclear. It's unclear and yeah, I don't like it's just how many times have they been put in here? Was it just the fear simulation and then this? Because those are the only two that we see. Yeah. But, like if it happens over and over again, then do you start to understand that certain things are a simulation because then that goes against like the point of the of it being a simulation. Like yeah. it's just yeah, it's confusing. So, they get their level 2 tattoos and I didn't see them at the end of last episode, but they did get them. But yeah, there were so few of them. And we didn't get a close-up on them. Yeah. Like, I guess when they took off the helmets, I assumed there were going to be lots of them on there, which is why I just thought they just didn't have them. Um, And they're all in different places on their faces, which I said before. Echo gives Hope five years alone on penance. um, And Dioza and Octavia don't seem, like, super pleased about that, but they don't do anything because they don't want to, like, jeopardize or whatever. And like I said before, Hope is seen with Clark in the trailer, so either she doesn't go or she's already back. I don't know. Has her hair changed at all? I feel like not a lot, but we'll take a look at when we watch the trailer because I didn't look at it super closely. Because I, I know there's a shot in the main trailer that I swear if it's Dioza dying, I will jump off a bridge. Mm-hmm. But if it's where, like, I don't know. I haven't watched this trailer because I watched on Netflix and I don't get the trailer that way. Mm-hmm. If, it, if the shot of, like, Clark and I think Octavia grabbing Echo, grabbing Hope back from... Like a door closing and yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. Um. If that's Dioza dying, I'm gonna be really upset. Mm. Um. But also, it looked like her hair hadn't changed that much. So like, why? And if, why should Dioza die if she's like being right complicit? But I'm just wondering how if she spent five years on penance, how are you gonna show me that time passed? Right. If her hair didn't change. Right. I'm following the rules of television. Yeah. You need to tell me whether or not she was there. She needs to put on a pair of glasses so we know the time has changed. Exactly. Glasses, a hair change, Mm -hmm. what's tea? Mm -hmm. Um, so now it's time for segments. My first segment is the post-apocalyptic Sasquatch, which is our favorite line award. Um, we didn't think this episode was, like, that funny. I couldn't find... Yeah. (laughs) Very much, so I'm the only one with a favorite line award this episode, but mine goes to Russell and Murphy for... Why don't you go play hero? I'm gone. So are you. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going. It, that was probably the, it was definitely the funniest line in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there wasn't any, there was a, also wasn't any, like, super poignant lines yeah. either. So, like, Couldn't, okay. Yeah. So I don't have one. <laughs> My first segment, though, is uh, what is Sam shipping this week? I don't really care about Levtavia, I'm going to be honest with you. Me neither. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, ha- I secretly think he's evil. Like, I see it, I'm just not, I'm not picking it up. Mm-hmm. I guess Memori, uh, but also, the, the, high, the stakes weren't that high there either, because, yeah. I, Hope and Dioza, that's it. it. I just care about the, that sweet mother-daughter relationship content, which is why I started this show. My next segment is the Most Valuable Protagonist Award, so this week's MVP might be a controversial choice, um, but I'm gonna choose Echo. Respect. I know that, like, she's going, like, kind of against the things that we're, like, appreciating or what, or that we, like, want her to, mm-hmm. I guess, but she's really going in on, um, on the thing that she's supposed to do, so. Yeah. Uh, so I support her. And my other segment is, did anyone mention Kane or Abby this week? Uh, no, they sure didn't. No. 
Not at all. How many episodes is the last murder? Forget about it. Zero. Yeah. There were multiple murders yeah. in this episode. Um, so now it's time for our trailer reaction. So the blurb for... It just doesn't have a blurb. Um, I saw the, the summary for this one earlier on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this is the episode that's supposed to air on August 5th, correct? Yeah. It says that Shadeheader makes a move mm-hmm. and a disciple goes rogue. That's the whole summary. <laughs> I'm wondering if said disciple is Levitt mm-hmm. or if it's one of our girls. Right. Who, who even knows? Yeah. It's like usually Levitt, but... Oh, God, it's I probably think... Dioza and then she's gonna die. I hate well, my Well, no, life. we see we see Levitt kind of like being tortured a little bit, I think, in this uh, in this one, so... Um, so we're gonna watch the trailer right now. Here if we it, go. If Dioza dies, it's on site, Jason. <laughs> Here we go. Three, two... One, play. We've been seeking for so long that finally within our grasp, isn't that worth a little sacrifice? Why is Gabriel so special? Gabriel has face tattoos now, too. Where to fight? I'd like to see you die. I'd like to see you die. Girl, the way I thought Levitt was Bellamy when I first saw that screen cap. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to look like Bellamy, which is also, like, kind of Also weird creepy. Because Octavia's like, hey. <laughs> okay, so the first thing we get is the shot that we had in uh, 708 um, of them taking off their helmets. Then we get Hope in solitary confinement. Um, so maybe, so like, do maybe they, they just didn't chuck her in there and not in independence? Spend five years on penance? Uh, I don't know. I would prefer that. Yeah. Then we get a shot of Imori and Indra, and um, then we get Gabriel sitting across from a table with Cadigan. Interesting little art pieces in the back and like a and weird lamp. They're talking about sacrifice. This episode is called A Little Sacrifice, so I have a feeling that's probably what he's saying. Yeah, isn't that worth a little sacrifice? So Gabriel, Gabriel has, has three. three, yes. I don't think he had i would have said so if he had had them in, when clark showed up yeah so i don't feel like he does but um Double then we check. have yeah clark um holding a gun to cat again so clearly she has learned <laughs> i guess she just like saw has her three been, friends and then turned around like has it been more than five i don't think it's been more than a few minutes yeah since the end of the previous episode yeah i agree what did you do to them yeah. we have hope running from inside solitary confinement to somewhere else oh she's oh. So that's Dioza in her other outfit. So I think and Echo. It, yeah, it looks like Dioza and Echo are trying to break her out, I guess. So maybe Echo isn't as devout as maybe we thought. Maybe she's in on it. Yeah. Um, wait. What is, who says something here? Is that, oh yeah, it is Echo. I thought maybe that they had like a ponytail and I was like, Echo's hair is short. Let me see. We have okay. a war to fight, I think is what Echo says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's clearly still in the stone room. Right. So she's in character. Her brows look great. Yeah, they really do. I was just about to say so. Murphy looking down at all the dead The devastation from the end of the city. Shade Hedda says that he'd like to see somebody die. Um, I'd like to see you die, Shade Hedda. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. So that's definitely... We still haven't got the shot of him, like, holding a knife to Maddie, have we? No, we haven't. That's another thing that I saw in the trailer that we haven't seen yet. Um, So, yeah, that's Levitt. Being tortured? Being tortured, I guess. So, I, I, like, I'm still, like, in on the, like, him maybe being a double agent thing. Like, either, like, being tortured is not the thing that they do to people when they get in trouble. They send them to penance. And so it really feels like maybe Dioza or somebody did this to him. I know, but that's before the shepherd woke up. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's like, it's either going to be... Or Octavia does it to him. Yeah. Now, maybe, I mean, I didn't even consider, maybe Octavia is manipulating him. Yeah. I just, I, don't know. I just wanted this ship to be pure. You, and I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have expected. You got your hopes up. It's yeah. the hundred. You yeah. can't have a nice ship Sorry. on the hundred. 
So then we have Hope running up to the window with... Is this, like, is this the airlock, like, out to the outside of Bardo? It could be. I, if they, What, you think they're gonna put another mom in an airlock? Is that what you're saying? I'm one... I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they're gonna... They might! <laughs> so it's Hope with Echo... Wait, Octavia and Clark. They did it to me last week. That's it. That's what we got. If Dioza dies, it's on site. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Please, if you are so inclined, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. We like those. Even if you don't want to write something out, you can just use those little stars. That would be fun. That'd be cute. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show, too. We've covered every existing episode, and <laughs> there are two more seasons coming, so I'm buckle up. I'm so excited. God, that show is just, like, not good, but, like, <laughs> but so fun. It's the junk food of television. I think it, about it all the time. It's delicious. It's so much fun. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show, too. We did the first two seasons, and we are currently um, doing season three, which is one of my favorite seasons, so I'm really excited about it. Um, and those are spoiler-free, so if you want to join us uh, while you watch along, it won't be confusing, because I'm going to tell you everything you need to remember. Um, if you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show, too. We did all of season one, um, and we are currently doing all of season two throughout 2020, so we're, like, over half done. Mm -hmm. And... Um, then we're going to be doing season three in 2021, hoping that we have season four by then. If you're a fan of Star Trek, we like to talk about that show too. We have uh, all of season one of Star Trek Picard, and we have more coming soon. You can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, mostly Twitter, but I do make gifts of our favorite line awards on Tumblr, so please support me. I'm just a baby. If you have a spare dollar and you like what we do here, please consider donating on Patreon. Uh, for a dollar or more, you get early access to all of our podcasts, because Robin works so hard to get them out early for everybody. For $5 or more, you get 10% off at shopbelocks.com. Uh, so you can go check out Brittany and Robin's uh, art shop where you can buy fandom embroideries from Robin and cool resin art from Brittany. If you can't donate, the next best thing you can do is share our podcast with a friend. Yeah, we'd appreciate that. And also on shopbelocks.com, I have some extra aficionado stickers. And so if you buy something from shopbelocks and you put in a little note that you listen to the podcast, I'll send you some aficionado stickers. Yay! I'll put it in your package for you. You're welcome. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Casey's or just S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. Now, next episode is episode 710. It comes out on August 5th. Yay! A hiatus! Woohoo! Um, and it's called A Little Sacrifice. Oh, just a, just just a, a little bit. one? Okay. Just, just Thank you. Just the one? All right. It's a small one. Great. Thanks. That's it. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. bye.